Hey everyone, this is Jo, and today's episode is all about stress. Specifically, how to create a healthy relationship with it, and the practical strategies that I use and rely on that have worked ridiculously well. We're also talking stress science, so exactly what's happening inside of us when we have a stress response and why we feel the way we do, and also how that if we view stress in a negative way, studies have concluded that that increases the chance of dying. So how can we view stress in a positive, healthy way? I do include some video snippets in this podcast, so of course, if you want to watch the video version, then you can check out Joe Yang on YouTube. I'll put links in the description. Let's jump into it. Hey everyone, welcome back. So I know that I've been ranting a lot in the past episodes and To be honest, I'm just really sick of it in general because I'm thinking to myself, like, as I'm ranting, what is this actually helping? And of course, highlighting the problem is really important. It's to get us to realize, like, oh shit, there is something we need to work on. However, (laughs) I'm not really like a, I don't enjoy ranting that much. And I was thinking, okay, what else can we do? And then I thought that Ready to Redo could be a second education platform, like a second school, where we basically just, again, cover subjects that school doesn't really teach us. And I've already started that technically with Mark from Self-Sufficient Me. He's like a huge deal on YouTube. He's got like over 1 mil subscribers. And we did a 101 on gardening. And so that's just teaching us the foundations of gardening, which I would highly recommend you look into if you want to delve within the worms and all of that stuff. And I don't know why I said that because we don't actually talk about worms there, but anyway. Okay, I think I know why. So during the time I was filming this episode, I think just a couple of days before that, I had just finished setting up my worm farm, which I am incredibly proud of. I am now officially a worm mum, and I'm just so proud of them eating the little scraps and creating worm poop. Ah, so proud. Okay, uh, I, I digress. Today's is a very, very practical and relevant topic, which is stress and how to manage stress in a really healthy way. And I find it really ironic because stress is such a pinnacle thing in our lives, but we never really understand the science behind it and how it's literally impacting our health. So something we'll keep going back to again and again is Kelly McGonigal's TED Talk, How to Make Stress Our Friend. It's a must watch, honestly, I just love it. And the studies that she referenced concluded this. People who experience a lot of stress in the previous year had a 43% increased risk of dying. But that was only true for the people who also believed that stress is harmful for your health. People who experienced a lot of stress but did not view stress as harmful were no more likely to die. In fact, they had the lowest risk of dying of anyone in the study, including people who had relatively little stress. And with this episode, I'm just going to give very practical and easy steps to have a healthy relationship with stress and ones that I've applied for so many years now. And it is just, it works. It works. And hopefully you can make it into a habit yourself and then realize and be like, why didn't I know this sooner? So, First of all, though, we are covering stress signs and how we actually experience it. 
Also, I just want to flag that I'm not just pulling stress science out of my butt. I did a Bachelor of Science at Melbourne Uni where I majored in physiology and did neuroscience. So I love me some human body stuff and I'm going to explain stress science in a really easy to understand way so that you can understand what's happening inside of you and also teach other people. So first of all, if you ever experience stress and you're just thinking like, what is happening inside of me? What What is going on? Why can't I breathe? Why am I so sweaty? All of these questions, very valid. So let's go into it. What is stress? And to put it in very simple terms, stress is just our body's way of alerting us or letting us know when something's up. So that's usually in response to a stressor. And a stressor is just a a stimulus, something that's happening. It could be um, impact on our body or it could be an external stimulus like uh, money or something that is then causing stress on our bodies. And in medical terms, stress is simply the body's response to anything that requires attention or action. So in response to a stressor, stress is your body's way of saying, hey, we we should do something about this. And did you notice how in these definitions, stress is neither positive nor negative? It's a neutral thing. It just happens. It, It just is. But it's very interesting to see how society makes stress to be viewed as a bad thing, as a negative thing. And this is really important to flag, so we're going to go into this in a second. This is really important to flag because we have such a negative way of looking at stress. And I don't think we realize the consequences of doing that. And for me as well, first time I saw Kelly McGonigal's TED Talk, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to have like a heart attack at 50 if I don't change the way that I view stress, which is really honestly quite true. And let's just give an example, a little story, because we learn best in stories about stress and how we experience it. So, you have a job interview, and this job interview is a huge step up from the job you have right now. You really hate yours currently, and this one is something that you really, really want. Company culture is awesome. It's something that you just want to do. It makes you excited to be there. You just want it so badly. You've prepared for the interview, you're all set, you even leave a little bit earlier, and you go onto the freeway, you drive over to the freeway, and there is huge traffic. Enormous traffic. There's really no way to escape. The traffic is so slow, there must have been a crash up ahead, and you haven't planned enough time. You know for certain that you're going to be late. So what happens now? Your heart starts pumping, your breath becomes shallower, you start sweating, you might even feel a bit sick, you might feel like if someone were to offer you food, you'd have no appetite. Why does this all happen? And and why is this so synonymous with stress? As, as soon as we say stress, people think of these symptoms. So I'm going to explain some science, but again, in very, very basic terms. First up is the amygdala. And the amygdala is this tiny little pea in your head that is literally, like, if I were to describe the amygdala as a person, it would just be this person that goes, all day long, because that's its job. The amygdala 
Sometimes they call it the lizard brain or the old brain. Old brain is pretty rude because it's still in our modern brain. But anyway, this amygdala is meant to keep us alive. So in response to a stressor, our amygdala will be activated. It sends signals to the rest of our brain and down into what we call the sympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is just a funky name for a system that triggers the fight or flight response. So you may have heard of the fight or flight response. It's just a system that helps us in dangerous situations to either have energy to fight it out or to escape from it. So our spinal cord is part of this system and it has nerves extending from it to then activate structures like our heart. And so when the system activates our heart, it will increase our heart rate. And now this is a perfect segue to talk about cave people and just the origins of why we're so damn anxious. Also, the neighbor's machinery stuff went off, so that is lovely background noise. So as cave women or cave men, we were in pretty dangerous situations. So situations that would have actually led to death. So literally, our amygdala was super important. I know a lot of people use the example of a saber-toothed tiger but because I love them and I think they've gotten such a bad rap, I'm just going to replace it with like a woolly mammoth. <laughs> so, so a woolly mammoth approaches you and your amygdala immediately starts to activate and send signals to the rest of your brain. There is a woolly mammoth. Let's get out of here or let's fight it out, whichever one. Your sympathetic nervous system or your fight or flight activates as well. I should also mention that the activation of the fight or flight response releases cortisol and releases adrenaline so that you feel all of these different symptoms. What happens? You start, your body starts sweating, your body starts uh, tightening up. All of these symptoms actually that are the same as when you've exercised. So these symptoms are actually there to prepare you to run or to fight it out. So that's why you get that increased heart rate. That's why your body starts to tense. That's why you get all these symptoms like you've just been running for, say, five kilometers. So I really like to think when I get stressed out nowadays, I just think like, wow, I would have survived so well as a cavewoman. Like 100%, I would be alive. I am alive today because my ancestors were so anxious. And so their anxiety really helped the generations to continue and therefore be as anxious as them, I guess. So if anything, lesson number one, just blame your ancestors. (laughs) And that is the end of the episode. (laughs) Okay, okay. So what are the ways to deal with stress or what are the ways to respond to stress? So I believe that there are three ways or three responses that we can have towards stress. The first one is to view it as something negative, as something that is harmful. As soon as we view something as harmful, we want to get rid of it. We want to we want to push it aside. We don't want it in our lives. And that very antagonistic relationship which I have had many times from personal experience, it just doesn't work. So for example, in second to third year uni, I had incredible, like crippling exam anxiety or study anxiety. And this stress that would accumulate in my body would be so uncomfortable, like tightness of breath, really shallow breathing, um, 
body tightening without me even realizing. All of these things I would view as harmful and therefore I would I would tense even more. I would get even more anxious. And so what I would do is try and distract myself, try and do other things and just get rid of this feeling. Or I would tell myself, stop it, just get rid of this. You don't need this. This is just annoying. I don't want this in my life. And sometimes it would go away and it would just slowly dissipate in the short term though. So in the long term, it would come back and usually more severely. So I had no way of coping with the stress and I just had a really, really bad relationship with it. I'm not sure if you can relate to this, but even if it's not exam anxiety, it could be job anxiety or finance anxiety or just general living anxiety because we all have anxiety and that is neither a good thing nor a bad thing. So that is the first way to view it as negative and something that Kelly McGonigal in her TED talk says is quite dangerous because it can lead to increase health complications. So what's the second way of dealing with it? The second way is to view it as something positive, to lean into it, which is really counterintuitive because it, because it's something that we view as negative, why, why should we lean into it? Why should we, you know, make it our friend or whatever it is? So in Kelly McGonigal's TED Talk, which actually I made um, a TED Talk top TED Talk videos a while ago on my YouTube channel. I will link it. it. She's included in there because I just absolutely loved it so much. And in her TED Talk, she talks about how stress is the 15th highest leading cause of death in the US. Okay, so just a clarification, it's actually stress beliefs or the belief that stress is negative, which is the 15th leading cause of death in the US. Absolute insanity. So she wants to improve our relationship with stress instead of getting rid of it because she knows, and we all know now, that getting rid of stress is not uh, neither helpful because we actually do need a certain level of stress to get us out of situations, but also just to make sure that our health is in like okay. And so Kelly McGonigal, who's also, I should have mentioned, she's a Stanford professor, a research professor, and she did a lot of studies where she actually induced this thinking in the participants. So what does that mean? So there are a lot of participants who were told, your body was energized, was preparing you to meet this challenge. That pounding heart is preparing you for action. If you're breathing faster, it's no problem. It's getting more oxygen to your brain. Stress is actually a good thing. Stress is here so that when you feel stress, it's actually preparing you for a challenge. So bringing back the example of my exam anxiety, I would instead tell myself, this is my body preparing me to meet the challenge of this exam. And an interesting thing that I, I picked up from, oh, geez, I don't know where, again, this is something I need to work on to actually remember where I listen to things, but they compared excitement to fear. And how the physiology of excitement and the physiology of fear are the same. Yay! Okay, so I remember this. As I'm editing, I remember that it's Mel Robbins. And so this is a little snippet from when she was backstage, just about to present a speech, and she's talking about fear versus excitement. I gotta tell you, my heart is racing. Um, my armpits are sweating. 
I have the exact same physiological feeling as when I'm afraid, but I'm not afraid. I'm excited. Excitement and fear is the exact same thing in your body. It's just what your brain calls it. So it's not so much changing the physiology of the body, but changing what we think up here. So with Kelly's TED Talk, when we have a stressful situation, we rewire our brains to think, oh, well, this is just my body helping me. This is just my body helping me meet this challenge and to make me energized for whatever I need to approach. So really, next time, and I I challenge you, next time there is a stressful situation, to reframe and think, this is me preparing me for a challenge. And then the third way, and I included this, uh, Kelly McGonagall didn't talk about this, but the third way to view stress is in a neutral way. It's just to view it neither as positive nor negative, but just to be like, oh yeah, you're here, and that's okay. And I write about this in, I actually wrote about this very recently in my blog post, uh, Making Stress Your Friend, or something like that. Uh, So you can check it out, it's on itsjoyang.com. I will link it somewhere, where what I do to actually manage stress a lot of the time is to just thank it. In, okay, this sounds really wishy-washy. Let me give an example. So if I feel anxious for no apparent reason, like it just crops up or something super insignificant, actually this happens a lot. This is a good example. When I'm in the grocery store and there are so many options And I'm thinking, oh shit, which one do I take? I don't know which one. Anxiety will actually come up because it's trying to help me in this situation. So because sometimes I'm not like, oh my God, this is me preparing for the challenge of buying food. I'll just say to myself, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for helping me out. I really do appreciate it. But um, I'm is all good. You know, like I just need my pasta and I'm going to go home. So that's what I tell myself. Thank you, but nah. And this is very similar to what Elizabeth Gilbert talks about, and I also included her in the blog post. So let me just get up what she says. So Elizabeth Gilbert is the author of Big Magic, Eat, Pray, Love, and she talks about stress in the terms of fear. So she says to her fear, Thank you so much for how much you care about me and how much you don't want anything bad to happen to me, and I really appreciate that. Your services are probably not needed here because I'm just (laughs) writing a poem. (laughs) Like, no one's going to die. No one's going to die. It's okay. So it's just about treating your stress, your anxiety, your fear with friendliness. However you would treat a person is how you would treat your fear. To accept them, to acknowledge, but then to choose whether or not to listen to it. So this might be completely different from how you view stress and like, what the hell? What do you mean? This is, this is crazy to view stress as a thing that just is. Yeah, honestly, because we will only attribute positive or negative things according to what other people do around us. So because everyone else treats stress as a negative thing, we will too. However, it's just not necessary because at least for Okay, and I'm talking a very privileged standpoint, but for the most part, our problems are super trivial or don't result in death. And so what are the practical tips or what are tips that I would recommend when you're stressed out? So these ones work extremely well for me. I'm just shocked at how well they work, honestly. The first one is to smile. 
And that seems really strange. So when I feel anxious or when I feel stressed out, I will actually, so when I'm thanking my fear or my anxiety and say, thank you for being here, but nah, I will actually smile. And what that does, it's actually a physiology pattern interrupt. So it's actually interrupting the stress response because when would you ever smile in a stressful situation? You really only have a smile when you feel relaxed, when you feel at peace, when you are in a secure environment. And so I find that when I smile when I'm in a stressful situation, and not like a manic, but like just smiling to myself and thanking my fear, it goes away. It's insane. I My anxiety, like the physiological, well, that's a hard word, physiological responses like shallow breathing will actually go away. Please try this out if you want to anyway. It's really, really useful and the results are immediate. It, it's just crazy. Okay, so the first one, smile. Second one is more so the idea of actually noticing when you're stressed out and when your body is um, tight or whatever physiological symptoms you have. Because before at least, I would never actually realize when I was tensed or when I was stressed, only when people around me would observe it. So I would really recommend things like meditation. And meditation, I know a lot of people are like, oh my god, what the hell? Meditation just is a connotation, but it's just the way of noticing when something changes. So for them, it's like noticing when your mind wanders away. For this, it's noticing when your body is tense. So let's actually practice it a little bit right now. So close your eyes if you're comfortable too, and focus on your breathing. Focus on how your chest rises out and in. How does your body feel? Can you feel some surfaces touching your body? So for example, your feet on the ground, your hands on the table or on your lap or on the phone. And take some time to tune in to the space between your eyebrows. Are they tense? And if they are, gently relax them and come into a smile. You've just noticed a physiological change, and this is just the beginning of a very peaceful meditation. And now we're going to go back into the podcast episode in three, two, one. And so I found that the skill of meditation has really improved my skill of noticing when I'm stressed out. Because, I mean, smiling and thanking yourself is one thing, but actually noticing when you're stressed out is another. And so those are the tips that I would really recommend to start with anyway. And of course, if there is some chronic stress or just some situations that are out of your reach, then I would 100%, like I would for sure recommend just seeing a counsellor or seeing, seeking professional help in whatever way. But just to recap this episode, we first talked about that little amygdala, if you remember. So in terms of what stress is, stress is simply our body responding to a stressor or a stimulus. So our amygdala, that tiny little pea, will scream and say, ah, help, which will send signals to our fight or flight response to get us to have all these physiological symptoms, 
which we view as negative, interestingly enough, even though stress is just a very neutral thing that happens. We have the choice, which I always think is great, we always have the choice to view it as something positive. And so because the amygdala or the stress response is quite overactive for the needs in modern civilization, there are three ways to deal with it. Either view it as negative, either view it as positive, or either view it as neutral. And always to really thank it, to appreciate it, to treat it in a friendly way, and choose whether to listen to it or not, because you don't have to. I think that is all today, all the resources as well, like the TED Talk, like my blog post and the um, top TED Talk video, it will all be in the content description. And I think that's it. I will see you next week. Bye.